Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Para, 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 para
Mashiach is coming, all of us are little prophets. You know what happened? The six million brought prophecy into the world, because when they walked through the gas chambers, they saw what nobody saw before. I want you to know, friends, I was privileged to see soldiers late at night with a gun in their hand looking up to the sky. I can swear to you they saw what nobody saw before And they felt what nobody will ever feel again I've been privileged to hold hands of wounded soldiers 
They're waiting for Mashiach to bring them their eyes, their free, their souls, their hearts. And they feel what nobody felt before. But you know, my friends, what keeps us going? One little prophecy. One little prophecy.
Shalom, shalom. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. JM in the AM. Good morning. It's Wednesday. It's the final day of September 2020. It's day 12 of the month of Tishrei, the year 5781, Tuf Pei Aleph. Day 12, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, day 12. <laughs> I can't even, can't even keep track anymore. Um, yeah. Day 12 in the... Uh, trying to keep track of everything here. Making lists and lists and lists before you have to... Day 12 of the month of Tishrei. 63 degrees, 91.1% humidity. Winds are west at 2 miles per hour. Rain early, showers late. No, the opposite. Rain early, sunny late. Yeah, it'll be sunny later on. Got some rain this morning and sunshine later on with a high of 73. Clear tonight, low 61. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high Thursday, 76 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 87. <clears throat> We're at 63 degrees here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and AM. In this area, it looks like decent weather for Friday night, which is such an important night for sitting in the sukkah. I'm looking at the uh, guidelines, the COVID guidelines that have been sent out to members of this community. Regarding uh, sitting in the sukkah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work in terms of scheduling, but uh, in terms of meal scheduling, but... I guess that's something we'll figure out in the next 48 hours. Anyway, Sukkis is approaching Friday night, of course. Uh, and um, and uh, the weather in this area looks good. Baruch Hashem for that. Uh, make sure you purchase your Lulav and Esrug. Remember, there is no Lulav and Esrug on Shabbos, so there'll be no um, uh, there'll be no taking of the Lulav and Esrug or, or or using it in shul or otherwise uh, on uh, on Shabbos on the first day of Yontif. But it's something you would need, obviously, for the second day of Yontif. In Israel, a lot of people would shop Saturday night for a Lulav and Esther, literally at the last minute. I don't know what's going to happen this year as uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel are in a very challenging lockdown between now and the, I think officially the 10th of October, if I'm not mistaken. I think officially the 10th of October through Shemini Atzeres Simchus Torah, which uh, is on the 10th of October. Anyway, Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Hello, everybody. Wishing everybody a Gmar Tov. As we uh, continue to wish everybody a happy, healthy, and sweet new year, a new year that's less than two weeks old, and um, and one that I hope has gotten off to a good start for everybody out there. There are people in our community worldwide who are who are not well, who physically are not well, and and uh, for whom COVID has been a big problem over the last couple of weeks. We pray for their recovery, certainly. We also sympathize with those who are in quarantine because of situations that may have happened in the school or shul or in the, in the community or wherever people may have been traveling, etc. Uh, that's a difficult situation for sure. And if you're tuned in and you're in a circumstance like that, there are people who are thinking of you, I can tell you that much. And um, 
And we know that the numbers, the percentages of positivity, the numbers of cases are going up in certain uh, areas of our community. I'm not saying they're not going up in other communities. I'm just concentrating on ours right now. Um, it, it was good to see that finally a lot of communities that had resisted using masks, that had resisted using, that had resisted the setting up guidelines and rules for their specific shuls and minyanim and schools, etc., finally have adopted them. I hope that uh, I hope that th- that that this will all help. Please, God, let it all help to get this thing under control. Uh, but we are in a really challenging situation, and and the good part again is that more and more people are realizing it, and they're realizing it, and they are taking action, and uh, encourage those who are taking action, especially sometimes in light of criticism that they're facing. That they're doing the right thing and they should be very proud. And God wants us to live. God wants us to live so we can observe his commandments. He wants us to live so we can worship him. The only way to do so is if we protect our health. There's no other way but to protect our health. So, again, kudos to those areas of the communities that are, uh, that are really, really paying careful attention to all this and trying to stem the tide and working in a fashion of Kiddush Hashem, working... To get this, um, to get this uh, spread under control, and to show our neighbors that we're doing everything in our power to get this spread under control. Last night was the presidential debate. Uh, Ninety minutes of my life that I would love to have back. Uh, frankly, I, I, I think, I think I'd be saying this uh, no matter what my political point of view would be. Uh, I think uh, I was insulted. As a voter, as a member of the citizenry of this country, as a homeowner in this country, as somebody who has invested decades into the issues that shape this country and its future, I was completely insulted last night. A performance by by two men who uh, unfortunately are being designated as our two best options to lead this country. I know that's not, I know that's that's not true. Obviously, there are other people who, in fact, could lead the country, but this is how they're being portrayed, of course, rightfully. I mean, they won their nominations. Uh, They are being portrayed as the two best people, or two of the best, let's put it that way, to lead this country. Unfortunately, that, uh, in in my opinion, last night exhibited why that's completely false. Uh, That's probably all I'll say. Maybe later in the week when we have our weekly update with Malcolm Honline, we get more into the debates and uh, into the uh, substance, if you could use that word, of the discussions, if you could use that word from last night. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, we'll march on to the holiday of Sukkis. Uh, Dr. Yonatan Alevi is going to join us. He'll join us from Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, speaking of our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. Uh, also, Yehuda Katz from Israel. He's got a brand new song. It'll be amazing to catch up with him. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, plenty more coming up. Where are we going? What are we doing? Uh, let's see. Plenty more coming up, including this brand new one from uh, Ari Goldwag. This may say it all. This is a song that, in fact, in many ways does say it all. Yeshli Hakol. Ari Goldwag is brand new, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
הרבה היה לי, אך רציתי עוד. אבל כשקושי אמיתי ניצב, מתחיל לדעת מה חשוב עכשיו. לכן אמשיך להאמין בכל ליבי, השם שולח כל מה שצריך אני. יש לי הכל. Challenges have come my way I'm thinking over what I used to say
sun was real high And I felt in my heart that everything would be alright It was that in the morning at night Staring at the sky The sun was rising and the tears were falling freely from my eyes And in that moment I will never forget I felt in my heart that it was time that I learned to exist Everything that happens is for the best Everything that happens I
Thank you. 
Gefen, min Behagefen, Dabana, Eumiskabe, in Behagefen, min Behagefen, Dabana, Eumiskabe, in Behagefen, in Behagefen, Dabana, Eumiskabe. In Classic from Leif Vanefesh, that's called Inve Agefen. Shlomo Simcha with Ufro Salenu, perfect for the upcoming holiday. Sukkot Nights, as my friend Rabbi Hagler said to me, a classic from Lenny and Schlockrock. That is an understatement. <laughs> Umleich, done by Mordechai Shapiro. Aryeh Kunzler had Accept. And Ari Goldwag with Yeshli Hakolt. America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best, and every single Trader Joe's in the USA has A&H hot dogs. How do you like that? Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM.
הסל מירושלים השעה 2, שלום רב, כאן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. דוח המועצה לביטחון לאומי, 40% מהחולים הם בני 10 עד 29. עם הנתונים, כתבנו לענייני בריאות, מאיר מרציאנו. מניתוח נתוני משרד הבריאות עולה כי כ-21% מחולי הקורונה הם בני 10 עד 19, חמישית בני 20 עד 29, ו-13% בני 40 עד סוף העשור החמישי. עוד עולה מהנתונים כי כ-200 חולים במצב קשה הם בני 30 עד 59. בקבינט הקורונה התכנס בשעה 4 אחרי הצהריים. בכחול לבן יציגו מתווה שמאפשר פתיחה של 50% מהמגזר הציבורי לאחר סוכות. עם הפרטים, כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. על פי המתווה שגובש על ידי השר יזהר שי ויובא לקבינט בשם כחול לבן, מיד לאחר החגים תתאפשר פתיחה ראשונה של המגזר העסקי ללא קבלת קהל ופתיחת 50% מהמגזר הציבורי. שבועיים לאחר מכן תתאפשר פתיחה נרחבת של המסחר תחת הגבלות התו הסגול. מערכת החינוך עד כיתה ד' תיפתח בתחילת נובמבר ובתי הקפה והמסעדות ייפתחו בסוף נובמבר. רק במהלך חודש דצמבר ישראל תעבור למתכונת של תוכנית הרמזור, שאלת פתיחת מערכת החינוך טרם הוכרעה. והשר אלי כהן מהליכוד גיבה אצל אמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים את הממונה על הקורונה, פרופסור רוני גמזו, ואמר, אני לא שותף להצעה של חבר הכנסת זוהר להחלפת גמזו בבר סימן טוב. אני לא אוהב שבמהלך מערכה כזאת מחליפים ממישהו מתוך זה שהוא מקצועי. אני מברך על כך שרוני גמזו יצטרף. הוא הגיע לכאן עם הניסיון העשיר והידע שלו, וכמובן שאתה בא ומנסה לאזן. בין השיקולים הבריאותיים ובין השיקולים הכלכליים ואני שומע את רוני, רוב הזמן בפתח מדבר דברי טעם וצריך לתת לו את הגיבוי הנדרש בצל הסגר השני, רשות המיסים פתחה את האפשרות לקבלת מקדמה למענק לעסקים קטנים ובינוניים. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי ענבי. את הבקשות למקדמות יכולים להגיש עסקים עם מחזור פעילות של עד 400 מיליון שקלים, שצופים ירידה של לפחות 25% בספטמבר-אוקטובר. סכום המקדמה יהיה 50% ממענק מרס-אפריל או מאי-יוני, לפי בחירת המגישים. ניתן להגיש בקשה עד סוף החודש הבא. פועלי בן 24 נפגע באורח אנוש מתקרה שקרסה באתר בנייה בעפולה. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שצוות מד"א שהגיע למקום מבצע בו כעת פעולות החייאה. מעקב גלי צה"ל, ארבעה הרוגים ויותר מ-500 פצועים בתאונות דרכים בשבוע שחלף למרות ימי הסגר. מדווחת כתבת הבטיחות בדרכים נועה בין. ארבעה בני אדם נהרגו בכבישי ישראל בשבוע החולף, בימי הסגר שבין ראש השנה ליום כיפור. 518 נפצעו בימים האלה, בהם תשעה באורח קשה, 27 בינוני והיתר קל. כך עולה מנתוני הרשות הלאומית לבטיחות בדרכים ומגן דוד אדום. אחת מארבעת ההרוגים היא אישה שסטטה מהנתיב עליו נסעה בכביש 6, התנגשה במעקה הפרדה העשוי מבטון, ורכבה עלה בלהבות. מכאן למזג האוויר, מחר עוד ירידה בטמפרטורות בצפון ולאורך החוף, ייתכן טפטוף עד גשם קל. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. and the A.M. Yaniv Ben Mashiach. Toda ala kol. Baruch Levine, same theme. Toda and Micha Gammerman with uh, Tiska Bill to open up the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Wednesday morning, J.M. and the A.M. Hello, hello. A couple of days away from the big holiday of Sukkot. Quarter after 7 o'clock on this morning after the presidential debate, or whatever you want to call it. A, um, a disgraceful show. I guess we could put it that way. And probably a hundred other ways, frankly. Um, wasn't the debate that I, uh, <laughs> wasn't the debate I expected, thought to be at least a few issues with real discussion at some point, but I guess I, like many others, 
were lulled into a false sense of security as we kept hearing about this debate for weeks and weeks. I, I was sort of hoping once it was over that it would have been this past Sunday night and I wouldn't have been able to watch it, frankly. <laughs> but that's uh, that, <coughs> that was wishful thinking, to say the least. Rain early today and sunshine later at a high of 73. Clear tonight, low 61. And tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 76. Weather looks good for this area for the first night of Sukkot, Friday night. Um, Trucker Yitz says, wow, it's still dark past the first half hour of JM and the AM in Pennsylvania. Well, thanks for listening in Pennsylvania, Trucker Yitz. Much appreciated. Professor Alevi is going to join us from Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Get a perspective on what's happening in Israel regarding the lockdown and the activities in the hospital. Or the activity, I should say regarding patients in the hospital. And Yehuda Katz from Israel later on. He's got a brand new single. We got a chance to speak with him. A great musical legend. He'll be calling in in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. And we'll discuss more about the debate, I assume, during the weekly update on Friday. Oh, and Miriam L. Wallach is planning on having Jake Novak on tomorrow, live at 10.30 a.m. I'm highly recommending it because uh, he has a lot to say in general about the Trump-Biden race. And... Um, if you want some serious discussion about some of the issues and his analysis of the quote-unquote debate, it's a good opportunity tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll remind you tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Shlomo Kalbach, we call this a Sukkis classic at JM in the AM.
There we go. <laughs> Jumped the gun on that a drop. Sorry about that. Shlomo Cohen, Madmashiv. David Lowy had Mikimi. Words from Hallel that we will uh, be saying for nine consecutive days outside of Israel. Eight consecutive days in Israel starting this Friday night. Well, I guess Shabbos morning would be more accurate. Shlomo Kalbach with Harachaman as we get ready for Sukkot 5781. An unusual Sukkot to say the least. But Sukkot nonetheless here. At JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, thanks so much for tuning in. I remind you that uh, there is no better time than now to get involved with Partners in Torah. Those of you out there who would like to be a mentor or a student, pay careful attention. You also may know somebody, by the way, in your family or at work, excuse me, or at work, who would uh, want to explore more about our Jewish heritage. Suggest partnersintorah.org. Partnersintorah.org, um, or call one eight hundred study four two one eight hundred study the number four and then the number two. Incorporate Torah study with a partner, enrich your life. Again, it's partnersintorah.org. Partnersintorah.org. You will be glad that you pursued it either as a mentor or as a student. Uh, that I can assure you. Uh, we are um, going to replay. Uh, in, in a form of giving Rabbi Goldwasser a, uh, a morning off. We're going to replay uh, the um, uh, the Dvar Torah, the morning chizuk from yesterday here at JM in the AM. And then continue with plenty more. Uh, Professor Alevi is going to join us from Israel. We'll get a perspective on what's happening in the Holy Land. As we get closer to Sukkot 5781. Rabbi David Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Menachem Tzion states that the four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot are extremely unique in nature. 
They are blessed with the holiness of kapara, forgiveness. They mark a new beginning. These four days are surrounded by great holiness, kedusha, on one side by the Yom Noroyim, and on the other side by Sukkos, Shmini Atzeres, and Simchas Torah. However, a person has to realize that he has not concluded his Avodah. We still have to do tshuva. We got to continue to improve ourselves. Some feel a sense of relief. Yom Noroyim are over. We don't have to get up early for Slichas anymore. Maybe it's time to take a little bit of a rest. We should be aware that on the contrary, these days are crucial for our continued spiritual growth. During these days, the Shari Tshuva are open and it's possible to achieve the great Madregos, the high and exalted levels of Tzadikim in Noshim Tzidkonios. Therefore, we got to be very careful that we utilize these days properly, doing mitzvahs, preparing for the upcoming Yom Tov, and making sure that we continue to purify our Nishamas through Tshuva. In this way, our Tshuva will be carried out with the Yad Chazaka, a strong hand. These four days, whose numerical value is represented by the Hebrew letter Dalid, will be added to the ten days of Tshuva, represented by the Hebrew letter Yud. Joining the Dalit of the four days to the ten days gives us Yad, the strong hand of tshuva and repentance. On Motsua Yom Kippur, immediately following Nila, the great Hasidic master of Nachman of Breslov would walk over to the wall of the base Madrash and he would put his ear to the wall. He could be seen listening very intently as he heard the Vekar, the one who will wake up the people for the slichas of the coming year. Wishing everybody a very wonderful Yom Tov season, Tshuva Shlema, and a great year ahead. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Le 
J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, a couple of nice sukkah selections. Hoshana done by Yoni Z. This one done by Mendy Werdiger. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. Hello. Thanks for joining us. We're expecting Dr. Alevi from Israel, but uh, as has happened many times in the past, his schedule is so tight and uh, so ever-changing that uh, we'll be patient for another few minutes. If he's not able to join us, obviously we'll get him rescheduled. I uh, thought we'd get a perspective on some of the things happening in Israel during this lockdown, especially in the hospitals. Our brothers and sisters in Israel essentially in lockdown through the 10th of October. That's Shemini Atzeres Simchos Torah, Shabbos, the 10th of October in Israel. And yeah, we think we have a long cholamoid Monday through Friday, Hoshana Rabbah. And it could be a boring cholamoid. It could be, depending on how families approach it. In Israel, they have Sunday through Friday, Hoshana Rabbah. Uh, for Cholamoid. And the reason I say boring is because, and, and I, I know that it's it's not an encouraging word to use, and obviously I don't mean it 100%. I know we have a lot of creative parents out there that hopefully will have nice, fun Cholamoid activities and safe Cholamoid activities for their families. Uh, but a lot of events that we were somewhat involved with have all been canceled. Anything that we are familiar with in the world of Cholamoid activities has uh, essentially been canceled. Now, I'm not talking about all of them. There are certain things that are being advertised that we're not involved with, and they should hopefully go on safely and, and you know, actually happen. Uh, but there were a couple of events that, that we were involved with that looked like they would be um, at least, you know, some type of activity for families to go and enjoy in a safe social distancing uh, atmosphere. But unfortunately, it does not look like that's going to happen because of the spike in uh, our community so we'll find out we'll see what happens and we will uh, certainly find out more as we get closer and closer but it's already Wednesday Yom Tov begins of course on um, on the Friday night so we're getting closer and closer to the holiday Dr. Alevi is scheduled to uh, join us Professor Alevi I should say more coming up this is JM in the AM Well, I was right. Professor Alevi was dealing with the situation, but now Baruch Hashem, he has time for us. Uh, Professor Yonatan Alevi, Israeli uh, public health care expert, a physician, served as director general of Jerusalem Shari Tzedek Medical Center until 2019, and now is the president of Shari Tzedek Medical Center, one of our favorite guests here at JM in the AM. Uh, Professor Alevi, Shana Tova, Gemar Tov, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, and Shana Tova and Gemar Tov, uh, great to speak with you. Uh, before we talk about the hospitals, and obviously we're very concerned about our brothers and sisters in Israel, obviously you know that, but let's just talk more generally about what's going on from your vantage point and from your neighbors and friends' vantage point regarding the lockdown. We're told that the lockdown in Israel is essentially going to go until Shemini Atzeret Simchat Torah, which is October the 10th, 
Uh, is that in fact what's happening? Is everyone basically in place now through the entire holiday? Uh, well, yes, the lockdown is uh, definitely in effect. I must say that when I compare it to the lockdown during the first wave of COVID-19, uh, you see uh, many more cars um, in the streets and uh, many more working places that are open. But uh, basically, uh, it's it's a lockdown. Uh, there are uh, roadblocks by the police and the heavy fines if you have no uh, good excuse uh, to be in the street. And uh, what's more, uh, Bibi Netanyahu announced yesterday that he doesn't think it's going to last only until Motsai Simchat Torah, mm. but probably a, at least a month from now. So the situation in Israel is really not... Uh, I'm basically an optimistic in nature, and I never got such a slap in my face uh, to my optimism because I, I did not predict that uh, the second wave will surpass the first wave. And you will probably ask me in a few minutes about the situation in the hospital and it's accordingly. So just to sum it up, yes, there is a lockdown. It is not uh, felt so much in the streets, but the uh, schools are closed uh, and... Um, uh, people are uh, are less in the streets, although working places are functioning. Professor Yonatan Alevi with us. Were you able to be in the Beit HaKneset on Yom Kippurim, and will you be able to be in one on Sukkot? Well, I'm reading uh, Kohelet in uh, this Sukkot, in Chobe in Jerusalem, but in an outdoor shul. As far as Rosh Hashanah goes, maybe you will be surprised but I spent a week in your country, in the U.S., wow. uh, before before Rosh Hashanah, of course, representing the hospital. It was uh, a fundraising trip. Uh, we have a uh, few donors uh, that uh, COVID-19 led them uh, to reassess their priorities, and they elevated Shari Tzedek in their priorities. Wow. With all due subjectivity, I believe that they justifiably so. And uh, I came back Erev, Erev, Rosh Hashanah, so I went into isolation or quarantine. Right. Understood. Wow. Unbelievable. Kolakavod to both you and those who are making Shari Tzedek a priority. When we spoke, we spoke with you, obviously, you know, in, in, you know, in previous conversations during COVID-19. We also spoke with one of the nurses in Shari Tzedek Medical Center's COVID-19 unit at that time. And remember, Israel was in a relatively better situation than most of the free world during the initial stages of COVID-19. Yet, the hospital did face a pretty big challenge. There were The nurse did describe to us that you know the unit was full and always active and ambulances showing up, etc. What is the condition now in the hospital? We know the numbers in Israel that they're unfortunately so high, but is that emergency situation and full situation being felt in a hospital like Shari Tzedek? Um. Well, I will not call it an emergency situation because as opposed to the first wave, we go on with our outpatient clinics, with all the ambulatory activity, with all the non-urgent surgeries. So the hospital is full with non-COVID-19 patients. Mm. But the situation with the COVID-19 patients is uh, quite um, worrisome, I would say. 
Uh, we have this morning 71. If you remember, at the peak of the first wave, Erev Pesach, we had 120. Right. Uh, so we have 71, but we are opening these hours. We are opening a third COVID-19 department in order to increase our capacity to uh, 120 because the numbers are increasing. The age of the patient is younger, which uh, makes it, on the one hand, maybe less dangerous, but we still have uh, seven patients on respirators, uh, two patients on ECMO. ECMO stands for uh, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. It's a kind of a heart-lung machine that you recruit when uh, the lungs really reach uh, such a, a, a situation that uh, there, there is no reservoir of the lungs at all and you need a replacement for the lungs. Right. We had few patients who uh, survived on ECMO and recovered, but unfortunately that's the exception to the rule. So we see more severe patients at a younger age. The explanation for the younger age is that we learned during the first wave to defend very effectively our very elderly, mainly those in nursing homes today are being isolated, tested very, very frequently, and if one of them is positive, is immediately isolated. So you see less elderly in the hospitals. But the disease became so prevalent with few cities where out of thousands of tests that are done daily, 30% come positive. That's the situation in Bnebrak. That's the situation in Elad. That's the situation in Me'asharim in Jerusalem. What, what, about, in what, about, what about your colleagues in Beersheba and Haifa? Are they also in the same type of situation or not? Uh, Rambam in Haifa, yes. They just opened an underground hospital to expand their capacity. Although the prevalence of the disease in Haifa and Beersheba is less than in Yerushalayim, but also the medical services and the acute care facilities in the periphery are uh, smaller. Usually Rambam is about the size of Sharei Tzedek, but that's the only major, really, tertiary care center in all the north of Israel. So it's no wonder that they are full. In uh, Soroka, in Beersheba, the situation is much better. So much so that uh, patients who are transferable are transferred to Soroka Hospital in Beersheba from other hospitals that are full in Israel. Professor Yonathan Alevi is with us. Um, one of the things we're being told here by certain leaders and certain uh, members of government is that one of the advantages we have in the month of September and October over you know Pesach time is that we have much more effective therapeutics, that therapeutically, medically, uh, in terms of pharmacologically, we know how to deal with this much better. Would you agree with that, that in terms of how doctors can treat someone who tests positive for COVID and is suffering from bad symptoms, we're way ahead of where we were months ago? I partially agree, because these are not revolutionary modalities. Yes, we have the dexamethasone, the steroids, that we learn only after the first wave. We learn that should be started for every patient for five days when they get to be in an intermediate situation before they deteriorate. We have the famous remdesivir manufactured by Gilad, an American company that we also give to every patient who is showing the first sign 
of entering a severe situation with his or her COVID-19. And these two medications probably shorten the time, so there is the situation for the hospital, shorten the length of hospital stay where they are successful. There is no unequivocal proof that uh, they really uh, reduce um, a mortality. Uh, so it's only partial success, but uh, there is circumstantial evidence that they are effective. Uh, another thing that we learned after the first wave is to try and avoid artificial respiration. So we are using, ever, and maybe this is even more effective than, uh, than, than the two medications that I mentioned that are the only medications that are partially effective for COVID-19, the dexamethasone, the steroid, and the remdesivir. Uh, nothing else, not the hydroxychloroquine that we threw away long ago, right. and not uh, any other modality. But we learn to try and delay as much as possible putting the patient on, on a ventilator. And uh, we are using all kinds of modalities to give them oxygen support. Uh, sometimes under pressure, there is a, a simple machine called OptiFlow, where you can really optimize oxygen flow. Uh, under pressure without doing invasive, ventila invasive ventilation. And I think that this lesson learned from the first wave of patients uh, really um, improves the situation, not only the burden uh, on hospitals, but it seems that the patients are doing better. Uh, Professor Yonatan Alevi is with us at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Uh, you mentioned the slap in the face that this second wave has been uh, and how it may have affected your general positive outlook. So now I'm very curious about whether you still have a positive outlook when it comes to a vaccine, we, we are being told, and again, there's an election year. We know there's politics involved and statements being made by both sides. Uh, but we're being told that we're close to a vaccine. If it does happen, it'll be a record pace. I'm sure you have followed the development of vaccines for certain things over the years, and this would be a record pace, even if it came out you know, a few months from now, it would still be. Uh, from what we're told, as you know, as a layman who reads this stuff, you know, it would be record pace. Is it? Is it still... Uh, do you still have a positive outlook and feeling that we will, in fact, have this vaccine, an effective one, very soon? And by very, I mean like in the next half a year? Well, in general, my outlook is positive for that. I don't believe there will be a vaccine before November 3rd, although you were ordered <laughs> by your president to develop it before November 3rd, if right. I'm not mistaken. Right. I'm saying it uh, half-jokingly. But I believe following um, at least the two leading companies, uh, Moderna, that uh, cooperates with uh, Bayer, and Oxford in England, that cooperates with AstraZeneca, and uh, following their publications and the scientific publications on, uh, on the phase three uh, trials that they are doing now, I'm quite optimistic. I think that uh, you mentioned half a year. Right. I believe that six months um, gives uh, a good chance. Uh, if really, I mean, the last publication was that after 27,000 uh, patients who got it from all ages and with all background diseases, there, this was a publication by Moderna, there was no uh, significant side effect except this uh, one case that was examined and re-examined 
and that the fact that they continued their, at least in Europe, that they continued the trials shows that uh, they are not panicked from this single case, but one has to remember. History of medicine is full with examples where medications that passed phase one on few tens of patients, phase two on few hundreds, and phase three on tens of thousands, the post-marketing surveillance after marketing the medication or the vaccine and being given to millions of people uh, we did see severe side effects, and vaccines are especially dangerous. So you are right, if we will have an effective vaccine uh, manufactured in mass production within six months, it will be a record, and we have really to hope that the post-marketing surveillance will not um, show us a few serious side effects. But I think that's the only chance we have to eradicate this uh, epidemic, this pandemic. Uh, will we sit down to the Pesach Seder having had a vaccine or not? The the other method or the other route, uh, and I read about this, I read that there are Israeli mach- Israeli-made machines that are now being used in certain airports and maybe other facilities that are, that are a rapid, rapid test, meaning you could literally walk in uh, to a facility, an office building, for instance, and however they do it, be tested within seconds or minutes. I wouldn't know the details. You would, of course. Um, and I think it's already being used in certain European airports. Is that is that possibly the direction we're going in, that, that the vaccine may not be ready, but Israeli technology and other technology around the world might be able to give us a situation where every restaurant or, you know, again, a reasonable number of them, where every restaurant and office building and school and other facilities we want to open could, could literally – uh, you know, gauge who can come into this building and who can't, and and would that be a method of getting back to a normal life? Well, you are really updated. I believe this is a direction. It's not a, a substitute for vaccine, and I will explain in a minute why not. But that's the direction. I don't think uh, only in Israel we are, as far as I know, it's not out of the experimental phase. So I'm unaware if it is uh uh, in operation in few European airports, definitely not in Bengal, it's on a trial basis. I think the Australians are developing a similar technology, and yes, we can have the result uh, within minutes. I believe this will be long before the vaccine, maybe in a week's time. Why is it not a substitute for vaccine? Because when a patient contracts COVID-19, during the first hours for sure, but also during the first days, the chance for a false positive result is very high, for a false negative result is very high. Mm. In other words, you will not be sure that uh, the patient is not uh, harboring the virus and it's still not manifested in this test. So (sighs) it's not equivalent to eradication of the virus, but it's a huge, huge step forward in isolating the positive patients and in protecting the public. No matter what route I take or discuss, it all comes back to Avinu Shabesh <laughs> Whatever he wants, yes. whatever yes. he wants, yes. that's what's going to yes. happen. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you. And, and who would know that better than you? Because you have said many times that you have felt the spirit of the one above when you're trying to help a patient. Uh, and we know who the ultimate healer is. The ultimate healer is, is, of course, the one above, as we've said 
uh, so many times. I fully agree, and I will be the first to agree. <laughs> Especially during this holiday season, we emphasize it so many times. Uh, Dr. Alevi, best regards to our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. It's hard to believe how long it's been since we... You've been here in the United States. We have not been to Israel since January, which is difficult for us to believe. But uh, we're, we're hoping that this lockdown and all the precautions that are being taken will finally, finally stem the tide. I mean, I, I guess you are at this point warning people, hey, we're just starting October now. As we get into the winter months, potentially this could be even worse, right? It can, but uh, I believe that the social distancing uh, will, and that's what happened in Australia during their winter, I hope social distancing will make the flu epidemic mild uh, this, uh, this year. But again, I ask myself, myself if it's not my general positive outlook. Right. But at least there is a scientific basis to assume that if people keep social distancing, and social distancing is well kept in Israel now, even among the Haredi community, uh, as, a, as a general rule. So I believe the flu epidemic will not be severe this year. And uh, let's hope that the vaccines, it varies from year to year. There are years where the flu vaccine is 25% effective. There are years when it is 75% effective. It mm. depends if the producers really and the scientists predict what serotypes of the flu uh, virus will prevail this year. So let's hope the vaccines will be uh, effective. Let's hope that a large segment of the population will be vaccinated this year, and I believe it will be so because of what we went through in the last six or seven months. And um, let's hope that the epidemic will be mild. And, so and, the and, winter and, will not aggravate the situation. And if flu numbers stay down, automatically COVID numbers stay down or not necessarily? Not necessarily. No, these are two different viruses and they behave completely differently. So you're just saying that if flu numbers stay down, in general, the, the health of the country, will, 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 will it, it'll help stem the tide of more and more people getting sick. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Tadaraba to you, Shanatova to you, and continue. Shanatova, Gmarchatimatova to all your listeners, and uh, let's hope we'll meet soon in Israel and Refuashlema, Lecholbet Israel, Velaolam Kulo. Amen. Tadaraba, Professor Yonatan Alevi, President, Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Always a wonderful perspective, even during difficult times like this. Eight minutes after eight o'clock. More coming up. You're listening to a Wednesday morning broadcast of JM in the AM.
מקבל, מאתן אלוקים זו מרתנה. זה הנר שבועד בי, ואני מתפלל, נתתי בי את Bye. 
Yehuda Katz, Hodu is the name of that selection. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Uh, many of you heard last week when we played the brand new Yehuda Katz single entitled Toda. He'll explain that to us in a moment, uh, the story behind that song, and uh, we'll get to it, obviously, during the conversation. For those of you who are... Uh, JM and the AM aficionados, and Baruch Hashem, there are many of you out there. Uh, you know that the Yehuda Katz has not only been somebody who's been a friend of this program for many decades. In addition to that, he played a role in one of the most important shows in the history of JM and the AM. Uh, when we had the opportunity, and by we, I mean uh, Simon Jacob and his family, Dr. Joe Rosazada and his family, and the Siegel family, because they included us, and I thank them for that of um, dedicating a Sefer Torah for the uh, what we will call the Ethiopian shul in Stay Road back in 2014, right in the midst of a difficult time, a really difficult time. Um, we asked Yehuda Katz, could you come along and, and, and provide some, some great musical spirit for everybody? And his answer in about a second, was a resounding yes, and he provided for us such an amazing soundtrack It's such an incredible day. Yehuda Shanatova Gamartov, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom Aleichem, Shanatova, thank you so much. That was so beautiful. You know what I remember? You know what I remember most about that day, by the way? Mm-hmm. 
Um, we went in, and I've spoken about this. I've spoken about this in speeches, and I've mentioned it on the air. I, I think I've even written about it. We're, we're getting a terrible feedback. If you're on a speaker, do me a favor and, and just pick up the phone. I don't know what's going on over there. What, what got me about that day was we walked in to the celebration at the Ethiopian Shul in Stay Road and said, this is going to be really awkward. We don't know any of their songs. We don't know uh, yeah. anything in their liturgy, their tradition. You know, we'll be doing a Torah song or two, and, you know, it, it likely won't be what they would expect at their Safer Torah celebration. You start, you, mm-hmm. you start to play, and we discover that the Jewish people have more in common than Nahum Siegel thought because yeah. they, they wanted to sing the exact same th- songs that we wanted to sing for a Hachnasat Sefer Torah. And I remember that being a real symbol of Jewish unity that day. Yeah, yeah, that was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day, and, 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 and days like that of Achdut of Israel. yeah, we, we just so much need it. So true, so true. And what's interesting is that, uh, you know, I, I said you gave a resounding yes immediately, and some people might say, well, you know, Nahum Siegel, if you're inviting a musical performer to join you for a show, why not? If you recall, Yehuda, there were people who thought you and I and others were nuts to go to Stay Road at that time. But again, without hesitation, you said, we're going and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to show our brothers and sisters down there that we're with them. Anyway, as you can see, that day left quite an impression on me. <laughs> well, Hashem, so it did on me as well. It's funny because I was, uh, about a half hour ago, I thought, should I tell Nachum, wow, when's the last time we saw each other? <laughs> was that it? And that, was, that may have and been that it. that was exactly the last time we saw each that, other. That's, that's about, what that's I about, remember. That's about six years ago. Although I saw you and I told you what triggered my memory of you, uh, aside from when you sent me the song, then then I reconfirmed it, uh, was, was I saw you as part of that beautiful Shlomo Katz video that he did right before Purim time, I think it was. I think it was like at Motzei Shabbos Zachar, if I'm not mistaken, around that yeah, time. Yeah, it was, it was, I think, Rosh Chodesh. I Rosh Hashanah. And yeah. uh, I saw you and many others uh, on an amazing spiritual high. That's a, yet 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 another uh, a wonderful way to uh, to get together. And 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 we miss that. We miss that right now. Getting together and uh, yeah, being together with the music. So 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 at this time, yeah, you released a song called Toda. And the way you when you contacted me, it sounded like this had a lot of meaning for you. Some might say, you know. Since Purim time, I get that there's stuff to be thankful for, but, you know, it's sometimes a challenge to thank the one above for, you know, for challenging situations like the one we're in. So tell me the history behind this brand new single. Okay, so, so during the, during, I think a couple of months into the, after the beginning of, of Corona, maybe a little bit after Pesach, I was sitting in my room alone, and, uh, Hashem, I started to sing, I had a guitar, I started singing, a couple of Nigunim came down. And um, one of the songs, I knew immediately that I had to go to Hamutal Ben Zev, who's like one of the most accomplished lyricists in the country here, right. wrote a lot of hits for Eurovision. And um, I, I, I had to go to her and say, please, we need words. The song's about thanking Hashem for everything. Right now, we can't get distracted we have to know that Hashem really loves us. We have to thank Him for everything. Let's write a song about it. And then she sent me back these amazing, beautiful lyrics. 
And uh, Th- this is when? This is like right after Pesach. When is this? Yeah, yeah. I want to say around. I don't remember the exact date. But the, re- the, the reason the time between Pesach and Yom Atzmaut. The reason the, the reason I'm emphasizing that is because again, you know, this is. I mean, for worldwide jury, that was a really serious time. And, and understand, of course. I said to her, I said, listen, we can't put aside for one second the pain. Terrible pain, losing lives, illness, people having to be quarantined, so many things. But we have to look at what is the source of what's going on in the world. Right. And clearly, you know, it's easy for us to sometimes forget yeah. that it's Hashem's world. No question. And he no. gave us a big bracha, and he, and, he, and he said, okay, you could be in my world. Now make me a place that I could come be with you together. And so I'm not saying I know any more than that, but one <laughs> thing was so clear to me that Hashem is calling out the kol ram, you know, with a loud voice, okay, everybody, I'm speaking to you. Tell me some of the points in the lyrics aside from thanks. Like, was there anything specific for, yeah. for this disease? Was there anything uh, special that was not just a regular thank you? Give us a, a taste or two, especially those of us who don't know Hebrew well. Give us a taste yeah. or two of what the lyrics are about. Okay, the one, one lyric that relates exactly to what you're talking about, we wrote, Even if it hurts, to me we know that you always love us. Right. Right. And on everything that happens, yeah. we say thank you. And, and, and this is the thing. We know, look, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. We have to take part in this. We have to have a response. When somebody calls you, right, mm-hmm. they expect you to respond in some way. Right. Well, that response can't just be a knee-jerk reaction. There's a difference between a reaction and a response. A response is, okay, I hear where it's coming from. Okay, I have to say something in response. But the first thing that I feel I have to say is thank you. Yep. Thank you for putting me here. Then, we, then she writes, I'll call Masha Yeah, and then everything that will be in the future, we will pray and we're going to be strong. And whatever it's going to be, we say thank you. It's all from Hashem. It's interesting because, I mean, this theme obviously is one that we take very seriously. And the thanking the one above for everything, no matter what it might be, good or bad even, you know, is something that we emphasize our entire lives and thank God our parents and our teachers, our rabbeim all, you know, emphasize that. But boy, it sometimes becomes a challenge during a time like this. Especially, Big challenge, so yeah. that we can't run away. We can't run away from it. We have to own it. And by, the, it. and by the way, boy, by the way, yeah, yes, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was, I was going to say. And remember, when things start to flourish and things, you know, turn around because we know they will. That's the way it works, and that's the way he that's works. Uh, yeah, we we need to remember to toda also. Sometimes we get a little a little haughty uh-huh. and think that you know we're responsible for all the good. We have to remember it's he who provides all the good. Right. Always easy, easier to forget. Yeah. So, so what I wanted to say was, mm-hmm. but if you noticed in the video, in the YouTube video, yeah. the focus of the whole thank you is between people. Right. Good point. It's between the father and the son, it's between right. the old, older gentleman right. and his friend. It's between husband and wife. That the thank you 
why, why did we write the script that way? Because the Nesiv Shalom, the, the Slonim Rebbe says in the Sefer Nesiv Shalom, Hashem is not interested in our love unless we first love each other. Right. He says that it's in, in Parshas, uh, in the Parsha, in Parsha Vatchanan, about Rehavta Tashem Elokecha. So the two things go hand in hand, and we who have the Torah, not only receive the Torah, but we, 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 we study it, we learn it, in our living of it, in our application of our life, we have to be real about these two things. That's why we put it out. Yehud, That's the reason we, we put this out to the world. Yehuda Katz, Vahamagal, a song of thanks, Shir Toda, and we're going to play it for you, and it is available on YouTube, folks. You can literally search Yehuda Katz, Vahamagal, a song of thanks, and you'll find Shir Toda, and we're going to play it, obviously, to wrap up this conversation. I'm adding you to the list of people I need to reunite with when I finally get to Israel. <laughs> great, great. I can't wait to hug you. Where are you? Wait to hug you. Where, where are you hanging out? What, what city are you in now? I'm still in Tekoa. Wow. Still in Tekoa. How, how, many, years are you, how many years are you in Tekoa? We're in Tekoa, ten and a half years. Unbelievable. Has it grown, yeah, a, what a, has what it grown a lot in those ten and a half years? We came to 319 families. Today, there's over a thousand. Wow. People don't even realize the growth in that area. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, it's amazing, it's an amazing place to live, and we're really looking forward to receiving everybody, everybody who's listening, receiving everybody to come to Eretz Yisrael. Amen. Mamish everybody. Yehuda, Gemar Tov, and on the subject of Toda we're going to play the song Shir Toda. Thanks so much, and Dash Cham to everybody in uh, in Eretz. Okay, Chag Sameach, look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. And Chag Sameach, the great Yehuda Katz, on a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Shir Toda. Come
חמודים אתם. אז ילדים, בואו נעשה שמח! מי שמי שמי שנכנס הדר, מרבים 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 בשמחה. מי שמי שמי שנכנס הדר, מרבים 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 בשמחה. מי שנכנס הדר, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס הדר, מרבים בשמחה.
ושמחת בחגך, והיית אך שמח. ושמחת בחגך, והיית אך Yeah. 
little tree that only seeks to live in peace to spread my seeds upon the earth and for my roots within the soil of the land my father gave to me and his father gave to him made by the father of us all But the woodsman With an axe poised in his hand Said it's my sacred duty To clear away this land And on this place that I call home I will plant a field of stone I am but a little tree That only seeks to live in peace Spread my seeds upon the earth And firm my roots within the soil Of the land my father gave to me And his father gave to him Made by the father of us all While the sly fox, aloof, cool, and remote, said I cannot be distracted by the bloodstains on my coat, 
I can feel the woodsman's pain. Perhaps the tree should not remain. I am but a little tree that only seeks to live in peace, to spread my seeds upon the earth and find my roots within the soil of the land my father gave to me. By the Father of us all. And the eagle, high above, so far away, said it's in my best interest to see the small tree stay. No, it need not thrive like I, but why not let it stay alive? I'll bend but never break And like all those before me I'll stay true to my faith That soon will come a day When all will gather neath my shade I am but a little tree That only seeks to live in peace To spread my seeds upon the earth And firm my roots within the soil Of the land my father gave to me And his father gave to me Made by the father of us J.M. in the A.M. Little tree done by uh, Journeys here at J.M. in the A.M. Micha Gammerman before that with the Sukkot medley. Someone here in the studio whose initials are NDS uh, hit the Purim button <laughs> instead of the Sukkot button. So I apologize. I apologize. It's always good to hear Purim music. Why not? Uh, so that's why you heard a segment, <laughs> a segment of Purim music there for a few minutes. And Shir Toda Yehuda Katz, he joined us earlier and I thank him. By the way, if you don't get the daily thread, if you don't get the daily thread that reviews everything that has happened on JM&AM and discusses some of the upcoming things, if you don't get the daily thread, email Avrami. He'll take good care of you. AF at NahumSiegel.com. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Avrami will take good care of you and make sure you get the daily thread. He'll make sure you get the weekly newsletter, etc., etc. Hey, why not? Why not be uh, aware of what's happening? This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. 
Check out A&H today. Also, our friends at Aaron's, Aaron's Casino Farms, casinofarms.com out in Queens, Aaron's West Orange, aaronswestorange.com in New Jersey. Check out what's happening there under one roof in New Jersey and under one roof in Queens. You can get everything you need for the holiday of Sukkot. I mean everything. I think they have the Sukkot decorations also, if I'm not mistaken, based on their social media. And Lulavim and Esrogim, I think, also, if I'm not mistaken. It's all there. Great shopping experience, a lot of specials, great meat items, poultry items, and everything you can imagine that you might need for the holiday. They're open today, they're open Thursday, and they're open Friday, Erev Yuntif. Check out Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens. Check out uh, Aaron's West Orange in New Jersey. And get ready to enjoy a wonderful shopping experience. Uh, we're trying our hardest to, um, to place people in jobs. Those of you out there who um, who are looking for a job, send your resume to resume at nachomsegel.com. Resume at nachomsegel.com. Anything in the uh, Jewish professional not-for-profit realm will go to the Joel Pohl Group. Anything else, we'll try our hardest to secure employment for you. Resume at nachomsegel.com. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with Miami Mizrach.
JM in the AM. That's from Miami Mizrach. Song is called Yesh. Yerachmiel uh, Begun has uh, announced that the Miami Boys Choir on their website, MiamiBoysChoir.com, uh, have a whole bunch of uh, full-length Miami DVDs, uh, a live channel, and much, much more. It's available for subscription. Information about it, you can contact... Um, you can contact shirenuevents at gmail.com. Again, that's shirenuevents at gmail.com, or just go to miamiboysquire.com. Go to miamiboysquire.com for information. Well, we got um, we got a notice last night about a brand-new single uh, that's been released. Um, this is a... Uh, this is a single that's... Um, Presented by the group Kolecha. It's the second of two singles. Uh, the first of which, you may recall, uh, was entitled um, uh, Shuva off of their um- upcoming album. And it features Eitan Aryeh and Zev Lafer. Eitan Aryeh and Zev Lafer. They're the ones responsible uh, for the group Kolecha and for the brand new single. So I believe for the first time on any radio outlet anywhere in the world... Uh, this is Curry Bone. They call it Curry Bone Hakotel. Brand new single from Kolecha for you here at JM in the AM.
In the AM, brand new single entitled Curry Bone. Uh, that's the one from uh, Kolecha featuring Eitan Aryeh and Zev Lefer here at JM in the AM. Set to wrap up a Wednesday. Don't forget that uh, we have a full day, of course, on our amazing network, including live lunch with Avrami, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's right, Avrami's going to be doing a live lunch. Tomorrow, you wonder about the debate, right? Miriam L. Wallach will have Jake Novak on live tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. We'll remind you tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Jake Novak's going to be on live tomorrow to discuss the debate and the current political atmosphere in the United States of America. It should be very very interesting. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM in the AM. My thanks to Professor Alevi. My thanks to Yehuda Katz. And my thanks, of course, to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow morning, we are back, and we'll start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.